Welcome in to Lying Truth Sports, where we tell the truth about sports, and that's no lie. This is the week in between Christmas and New Year's. I don't even know what day it is. It just happens that way for me sometimes throughout the year. I get a break at my normal job. I get a break during this time, uh, usually each year, not every year, but but most years I do. So it, it, I kind of enjoy that time away so I can uh, just kind of recharge. That also means that I don't get as many holidays throughout the rest of the year. But, hey, I'll take it all in one lump sum if I can get it. So thank you guys for joining us during this holiday break. And if you like what you hear, please do give us a five-star review either on Apple Podcast. Now, Spotify has where you can give a five-star on Spotify. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, please do that as well. I brought in my good friend Robert with me today. We're going to go over uh, some football news and some cancellations for some bowl games, the passing of John Madden, and what the NFL is looking like as the playoffs are approaching. How's it going, Robert? Man, it's going good, David. It's going good. I don't have the uh, I don't get the same break that you get for having a solid week off, but I did get a uh, get a three day weekend with with Christmas last weekend, and we got a three day weekend coming up, uh, and it's you know really not that busy uh, for us right now in the office anyway. It's kind of peaceful at the moment, so it's the calm before the storm when the new year starts back up. And I'll take uh, I'll take back to back four day work weeks any week. Absolutely. When I do work these weeks, it's kind of like that where you're going to try to catch up on things. And for me, it was it always has been. Or you're going to catch up on things that that need to be caught up on. Um, but just this year, it fell to where we got a full week off, and I really am enjoying it, even though I don't even know what day it is. But <laughs> but that's okay. Well, it's Wednesday. It's okay, today's Wednesday. Just All to right, catch, just to catch you up. So when we're recording this, it's on a Wednesday. So that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Hey, Robert. I know that you and I, we went through all of the bowl games that were happening. We've uh, put those out and put them out in a three-part series. Uh, and just recently this week, I, I shot out the last of our series in part three. Next week, you and I are going to jump in and we're going to talk more about what the championship game is going to look like. Because by then, we'll know who is playing. But uh, something's happened to a lot of our bowl games. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's happening all over the country. So we've had cancellations in these bowl games and, and the COVID uh, numbers, I think, are the background for these with Omicron that's going on. And I don't even like to talk about this stuff, but it's affecting sports and sports is our game. And that's why we talk about it. So uh, I just wanted to bring up what's going on. What have you seen out there, Robert? Well, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier. You know, there's games that are dropping left and right. Uh, so far, there's been. Uh, there's been six games affected. Uh, fortunately, Wake Forest was canceled earlier, but then uh, Rutgers stepped up. Rutgers is going to come in and play Wake Forest in their bowl game, uh, so they don't lose that. There's five other games that either have been canceled uh, or or they've been canceled now, but they would have already been played. The Hawaii Bowl with Hawaii and Memphis was supposed to be Christmas Eve. The Military Bowl with Boston College and East Carolina. Fenway Bowl with Virginia and SMU. Uh, I kind of feel bad for SMU on that because they had a great season going and now they don't get a bowl game. The Arizona Bowl with Boise State and Central Michigan. Fortunately, Central Michigan is going to step in the Sun Bowl uh, and play where Miami had to drop out of the Sun Bowl. So Central Michigan still gets their bowl game. Uh, and then the Holiday Bowl, uh, which is uh, was yesterday, was supposed to be yesterday, with NC State versus UCLA. Uh, those are the five that are canceled. Again, fortunately, uh, Wake Forest still gets their bowl 
and Central Michigan still gets theirs with the uh, with stepping up in their other bowl games. But it is really unfortunate. I mean, when you look at Memphis, Memphis had a you know what would you consider a, a, a subpar season. So they made it into a bowl game, but they were going to go to Hawaii. I mean, they were going to have a, a nice trip to Hawaii and everything that comes with that. And I'm sure a lot of those players were excited about it. Coaches excited about it. And, you know, now because of, of positive tests for, uh, you know, for COVID-19 or whatever is lurk, lurking behind it, however many tests there may be or, you know, whatever's causing that, they don't get to go, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they they feel let down. You know, it's, it's an extra game. And, you know, for those guys that are seniors, you know, I mean, you think about the guys that might be, you know, that fifth-year, six-year senior that, uh, you know, the season last year was completely jacked up because of COVID. So they got that extra year of, of eligibility, right? They, they were able to play for another year. And this is going to be a better year. We're going to get a full schedule in. We're going to play. And then right here at the end again, they're impacted all over again. Yeah, I, my heart goes out. And that last final game hurt. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guys who this, you know, there's a lot of guys on these college teams in these bowl games that will probably never see the field again. They've put in their time. They've put in their work. And here it is at the very end. We get a form of, of COVID that it, it doesn't seem to be, from what all the experts are saying, doesn't seem to be as harmful with Omicron, and but it does seem to be spreading uh, more uh, rapidly. You get to the very end, and these guys are getting this kind of taken away from them. And, um, and there may not be anybody sick. And that's, that's the thing. It may, there may not be anybody sick. And I know that people differ on that situation and what that looks like, but I feel for the guys that have worked their tails off and they, they, they're not going to get to see their last game of their career. And some of these kids have been playing since they were little and this is it. You're not going to get to see the field again. So I really feel for those guys. There, there are other guys who are missing some of the games that they'll get a chance. They'll get an opportunity. Maybe they'll get to play. In the NFL, maybe they'll get to play in the USFL that's making a comeback next year. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they may get that opportunity, but uh, a lot of these guys won't. So I really, really do feel badly for those guys. And I do feel badly for anybody who is sick with this. And I've not really seen where any of the players have been super sick by this, but they are being tested. And I think a lot of that is just they're tested so much and so often, you know, it's affecting not just college, it's affecting NFL as well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I mean, I won't make any statements on, you know, I don't want to sound political about it or, or whatever or, or, or try to minimize what's been happening. But, I mean, this is, you know, it is cold and flu season. There's a lot of extra colds that go around this time of year. Obviously, the flu is here. Uh, I do know in, in one Georgia game recently near the end of the year, they had players that, would act, that were actually playing and were taken out of the games because they had flu-like symptoms flu-like symptoms they played a few downs a couple series and they were taken out because they had flu-like symptoms and when you listen to the press conference afterwards it was like ah, it's really no big deal he was tired he had flu-like symptoms right but if they test positive for any of the variants of COVID-19 they're you know they got to be out and they got to be quarantined and you know gone for so many days or whatever I think I think the NFL policy now has it down to only five days or something of that nature yeah they did change that yeah, but you still have to you still have to take those guys out, and I get because it, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns about the different variants and and how contagious it is or whatever. But it is still sad that something like this is still affecting us two years later, and and really affecting these guys. Like I said, was it we're hoping this year would be better and and have maybe a, a glint of of hope that it was going to be good because it they've been able to play a full season and now get kind of taken away from them right here at the end. Let's talk about 
What are some of the games? I know we're, we're going to talk next week more in more detail about the championship game and some of the bowl games that we're going to see. We're getting into the, to the meat of the bowl schedule now. But what are some of the games so far that you've seen that have surprised you? Well, you know, some of them we sounded extremely uh, confident about when, when we recorded the, the first time and went through the schedule. Jackson State and the fighting Deion Sanders, the fighting primes. I just knew that they were going to go in. I mean, they were 11 and and one South Carolina state was six and five. And I'm like, Oh, they're coming in. They're going to just walk all over them. And South Carolina state won the game. Yeah, they did. South Carolina state walked all over. (laughs) Won it, won it handily. And I'm like, all right, that's that's prime time. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking before, you know, before we came on, I was, you know, up until the last couple of days, I was 12 and four for the first 16 games. I'm like, all right, I'm doing okay. Right. Um, the that game got me BYU. I mean, what's up, UAB? I figured BYU. We we looked at that spread and we said there's no way it's that close. BYU's got two touchdowns on them, easy, you know, possibly even three. And of course, I think you maybe UAB listened to us and, and put a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they did. And, uh, and, that one surprised me the most. Just, yeah, took it to them. They I did. mean, absolutely, absolutely took it to them. And then uh, San Diego State with theirs, and that uh, was a UTSA. Yeah, with San Diego State, and uh, I think I think David, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I need to look over my picks real quick. But I may have picked San Diego State in that game. I did. I, I think you did. San Diego State in that game. I think you did. You know, it's uh, th- those were those were my surprises. I messed around and picked uh, picked Auburn. I don't know why. Uh, I think originally I had um, I had picked against them, and then I changed my mind because usually when I pick against Auburn, they win, and they, you know, when I pick them, they lose, which is what they did. Houston came out and beat them, which is kind of funny because now Auburn has a losing season, which kind of makes me feel good inside. I get a little warm on that. Get a little warm and fuzzy on that one. Right? <laughs> a little warm and fuzzy on that. Uh, both of the uh, the Army game was really fun for me to watch. Yeah, Army is. I did watch that one. Yep. You know, and I'm an Army brat, you know, so I grew up, uh, you know, pulling for Army. And uh, that was that was a very exciting game. Uh, Army pulls it out 24-22, and they are undefeated in the Armed Forces Bowl. Army has never lost in that bowl game, which is a uh, which is a cool stat. But those are the ones that surprised me. Uh, the others, I mean, my pick, my picks the last few days have, have kind of gone downhill. Like I said, I was twelve and four. Now I'm fourteen and eight. So the last six games, not so great. I think the biggest surprise in the media right now is the fact that the SEC is zero and four. In bowl games, they have not won a single bowl game, and I think the SEC sent either twelve or thirteen teams. I think the only team in the SEC that didn't go to a bowl game was Vandy. Yes, that's true. Vandy sent a lot of teams to the bowl games. <laughs> yes, they did. They did. You're, you're <laughs> but correct. They didn't go themselves. <laughs> Another one that really just blew my mind. Just it, it, it happened this week was Texas Tech just absolutely clobbered Mississippi State yes, thirty-four to seven. Yeah, that one just that one really got me because I I thought that. That gunslinging offense of Mississippi State could put up more than seven points on Texas Tech. I was super shocked by that. Never really got started. I, wa- I watched that until, you know, about midway through the fourth. Um, and they would hit three or four or five passes in a row and then just stop, you know, and Texas Tech would put it on them. So, yeah, that was another one that was a surprise. Well, we'll catch up later next week on uh, all, all the games that, that we picked. And like I said, we're getting into the meat of it, and I'm excited about what's coming up. And uh, Friday especially is going to be – a big day. I, I love watching the semifinal games. It just there's just a different atmosphere. 
my my hope and prayer is that nobody get tested positive for COVID for those games because I I sure would hate for all that hard work that these guys have put in for them to uh, have ace no symptoms and be test positive and not get to play in this game. I think that would just be horrible for them. So I'm hoping and praying that that doesn't happen. And I'm hoping to pray for all the country that we can get through this quickly. And it, it is affecting the NFL. And the NFL right now, Adam Scheffner of the ESPN put this tweet out yesterday or, or earlier this week that in all of 2020, there were 262 players test positive in the NFL. In December alone for 2021, over 400 players have tested positive. In December wow. alone. That stat to me, that statistic to me is just telling you that Omicron is not, uh, it's not, it's not as devastating. And, and this is, and I'm not saying this out, you know, just willy nilly. I mean, this is, experts are saying that it's not as devastating. It's more like a, it's more like a cold or flu. It, it's, it's more spreadable. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not that you're going to, you know, be able to get it. And man, it's showing the NFL alone. Is showing that with over 400 players testing positive in one month, that is absolutely right. crazy. And, and here we are, a year out of what I thought was the madness of of of, <laughs> of COVID, and we're yes. a year out from that. And man, it's just running rampant. Yeah, so I'm hoping that we can we can get through the next couple of weeks and that we can uh, we can move on with the season. Yeah, it, it really threw me off. Um, you know, we watch we watch the Rams out here. Uh, you know, they've got Sony Michelle out there now. They've got uh, Matthew Stafford out there as a quarterback. Uh, you know, so there are – they're kind got of, a few Georgia ties there, don't you? Got a few Georgia ties. Got Leonard Floyd on the defense. Um, so there, there's a few Georgia ties on that team. We had the – we were gifted with some tickets to go watch them play uh, the opening day when they played the Bears. Uh, and I'm watching because the Bears have Roquan Smith and a couple other guys for the Georgia guys. So I'm watching that entire game literally just watching the Georgia players and seeing how they're how they're playing and what they're doing. But, you know, so we, we kind of follow the Rams out here now. And I went out to uh, went out to Arizona uh, and I was sitting at dinner, I think, Tuesday night and the Rams are playing again. And I'm looking, I'm going in my head. I'm going, I know I just watched them play. Like, I know I just watched them play because one of the games had been pushed back because of COVID. Now they're playing it here. And, and on that particular Tuesday, they had three or four games because of, of, of the COVID protocols and stuff that have been pushed out and they got to have the games, you know, for the schedule and, you know, to shake the playoffs out or whatever. But I mean, that was just, it blew my mind. Cause I'm like, they're seriously playing. I think they postponed those Sunday games is what happened. I don't think they let them play on Sunday. I think they were prepared to, and then they, they, I, I think they pulled it from them. I think that's what happened. Right. right. So then they had to go. So you got prepared, you got there and, and then boom, Hey, we can't play. We got to move it. I think that's, I think that's what they did. I was looking at the sporting news this week and, uh, based on December 27th, the sporting news put out, this is how many players in each team that is on the COVID protocol list. And check this out. These numbers are wild. Now I know some of these players may have come back since then, but as of the, tw- the D- December 27th, sporting news put this out. Atlanta Falcons, 12 players, Bal- uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Five players. Buffalo Bills, two players. Carolina Panthers, nine players. Chicago Bears, four players. Cincinnati Bengals, six players. Cleveland Browns, seven players. Dallas Cowboys, three players. Broncos, eight players. Detroit Mm. Lions, 15 players. Mm. Green Green Bay Packers, 11 players. Houston Texans, 10 players. Indianapolis Colts, 13 players. Jacksonville Jaguars, get this one, 21 players. Mm. Kansas City Chief, 
nine players. Las Vegas Raiders, five players. Los Angeles Chargers, 12 players. Los Angeles Rams, three players. Miami Dolphins, seven. Vikings, four. Patriots, six. New Orleans Saints, 20 players. Giants, seven players. Jets, nine players. Philadelphia, five players. Pittsburgh, six players. Seahawks, two players. Buccaneers, seven players. And the head coach. Tennessee Mm. Titans, eight players. Washington football team, 13 players. That is just from this week. Just this week. Man. But the NFL did change their policy after the CDC changed their policy on on, uh, quarantine. I believe they changed that as of yesterday, where it is now a five-day quarantine. I don't think it's a 10-day quarantine anymore. I think it's a five-day quarantine now. So that rule has changed, even if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. I think they're going and that's to with the CDC. Home. The CDC did the same thing because uh, that follows us at our work. We have to go by CDC rules, and CDC went from a ten day to a five day. Yeah, on the uh, on the quarantine. So that that actually changed. Yeah, I think that actually changed what the NFL does with the unvaccinated players. So that's that's good. That's good. So, so a lot of those players will get to come back sooner than uh, than later. I know that just today, over a hundred players came back off of the list. It, it could definitely I mean, affect playoffs. Logistics alone. It's crazy on that when you lose that many people, and I'm surprised with the uh, with the Rams and the Chargers that their numbers aren't aren't higher simply because I mean one team had seven, the other had three, but they share a facility. I mean SoFi Stadium <laughs> is their home field for both for both, and, and they share a facility. So I'm surprised their numbers aren't you know at least even if not if not higher. I mean you you've got you got to do a lot of a lot of sanitizing. In that place, uh, beautiful facility, by the way. Uh, we yeah. really enjoyed it when we got together. Parking is ridiculous, but beautiful facility. I would love to go to that stadium. I see it on TV. I'm just like, man, that's beautiful. I love that. I love the open air at the end. It's just, it's fantastic. I've been to the Dallas Stadium, and of course, it's just this huge dome, and it's massive, and it's, it is massive. It's crazy. The AT and T Stadium. It's crazy, but I would love to go to SoFi. I want to go to SoFi. I'm going to wait, maybe till there's a. You know, maybe another year or two, <laughs> and then maybe I'll come right. out there and see you and go go to SoFi. But yeah, you get, come on out. We'll get tickets. We'll go to a game together, and and you know, go hang out. The uh, it is a really pretty stadium. It's set up gorgeously. The property itself is set up, you know, for more than just football games, obviously. Uh, and they've got uh, the, I forget what what's across the street. There's a there's a parking area across the street that has another arena over there. Uh, and of course, that's my you know being new to the area. I'm not sure what that area is, but I will say though that the parking is ridiculous. Uh, we we parked way down the street because we saw some locals parking way down the street and, and walking, so we did too. Um, and, and, but it was free. <laughs> the, free's the good. Cheap, free's good. Free's cheapest good. parking by the stadium was seventy five dollars, and uh, I, I I was not prepared in my mind to pay that much for parking when I rolled up. So we did not pay for that. We we literally walked a mile to the stadium, but you know what? It was free parking. But it is an absolutely beautiful facility if you ever get a chance to come over here and come watch a game. That's a big difference. I mean, I know for me, I'm used to paying, you know, 20, 25, maybe $30. That's what I was prepared to pay that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. $75. I think I paid that once when I went to the SEC championship game in Atlanta. I think we paid right. uh, 70 or $75 to park. Now, it was really close to the stadium, though. I mean, we didn't have to walk very far, but that's craziness. Let's, let's go into the week 16 scores. For the NFL, sure. we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. It's getting close. To, I mean, it, we're we're in playoff mode here. And the Titans played on Thursday. They had to beat the Forty ers just to just to keep their hopes alive because 
it was looking pretty bad. I mean, as, as many injuries as the Titans have had this year, and we've had to play without our workhorse, Derrick Henry, who is, is still, to me, number one running back in the league. I don't care what anybody says about Jonathan Taylor. He's a fantastic running back, but he is not Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's done this for two straight years, and if he hadn't have been hurt this year, he'd have done it again. But hopefully we'll get him back for the playoffs. It's looking like we will. Titans were down 10 to nothing at halftime and came back to win this game 20 to 17. And that was a good deal by Mr. A.J. Brown, who lit it up. I think he had 145 yards receiving. Fantastic play by him. Him and Tannehill got it going on in the second half. Titans come away, win 10, 10 games this year. It's 10, 10 and 5. Titans need one more win to clinch the division. And another thing people are not talking about is if Tennessee wins out and the Chiefs lose one more game, Tennessee will be the number one seed in the AFC, and no one is talking about that. The Chiefs have to lose one, the Titans can win both games, and the Titans will be the number one seed and get that bye. But I'm not seeing anybody talk about that, but that is a real thing because the Titans, for all those of you who don't know, beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. Beat them pretty bad, too. Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. 27 to 7 earlier in the year. So and they may get Henry back before the playoffs, right? Uh, there's uh, Henry's talking like he could be back in week 18, uh, possibly, but it should be back for playoffs, especially if we get that bye. That'll give us just another week to give him another week to get, right. to get going. So I'm hoping that the Titans can pull this out and win the next two games. And I'm praying that the Chiefs lose a game. They got the Bengals this week, so that's that's going to be a pretty tough test. Let's see what the Bengals can do if they can take out the uh, the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are hot right now. I will say that the Chiefs are playing very well. The Packers beat the Browns twenty four to twenty two, and you know Aaron Rodgers is just just doing Aaron Rodgers things. He's throwing touchdowns and not throwing interceptions. Baker Mayfield is doing Baker Mayfield things. He's not throwing touchdowns and or he's throwing touchdowns, but he's also throwing more interceptions. The Packers again to me number one team in the league right now. The Colts beat the Cardinals 22-16. to All the Cardinals had to do was win a game. They just had to beat the Colts for us, and they couldn't even do that. They looked pretty pathetic out there. Cardinals, who, to me, at the beginning of the season, looked like the team to beat. Now, eh, they're not looking that great. They're, they need to turn this thing oh, they around. They looked unstoppable. Oh, they did. Kyler Murray and, and uh, Hopkins. Now, I think Hopkins, is, Hopkins may be out the rest of the year. This is it's just not the same team, and it's they're looking very pedestrian, and it's benefiting the Rams. The Rams have now I think overtaken them for the mm-hmm. lead in that division. So, uh, but the Colts are still hanging in there. Titans just got to win one more game, and they will have the division. If the Titans lose and the Colts win, things are going to get really, really interesting in Week 18. Uh, on Sunday, we had the Lions and the Falcons. The Falcons come away with that win, 20 to 16. Not going to spend a lot of time on that game. Neither one has playoff. Uh, hopes the Ravens and the Bengals the Bengals put it on the Ravens 41 to 21 now I will say that the Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson and they did not have Huntley either Uh, but Joe Burrow put on a show Joe Burrow was 37 for 46 for 525 yards and four touchdowns T Higgins the receiver had 12 receptions, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. And the reason I bring that up is because T. Higgins was my main player this week in my fantasy football league and took me into the championship game. Thank you, Mr. T. Higgins. Yeah, Dalton had or has T. Higgins on his fantasy team and didn't play him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I bet he was. Like, oh, my God, he's got 40 points. Yes. Oh, man, he lit it up for me. He did. I think I could have won without him getting that many points, 
But that just that just made it no doubt. It took me right into the championship game. So thank you, T. Higgins. My other one, my other player who plays for the Rams, by the way, Mr. Cooper Cup. He also comes through. He comes through every week for me. He is the top dog on my team. So the Rams played the Vikings and they won. They beat the Vikings 30 to 23. And man, the 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 Rams now. 11 and 4, taking over the division lead. They're looking good. They're starting to look good. Although, I will say that Stafford's looking a little suspect. So I'm hoping maybe he can pull it together and show up in the playoffs. I, at the beginning of the year, a lot of people were thinking maybe the Titans and the Rams for the Super Bowl. I would love to see the Titans and the Rams match up in the Super Bowl. This time, they're, they don't have Kirk Warner. Uh, they're not, <laughs> they're not the greatest show on turf. Maybe the Titans can get them. Right. I don't know. The well, Bills. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, um, uh... You know, you mentioned Stafford. He looked good to start of the year. Uh, Tennessee came in, made him look bad. I watched that game. Uh, they made him look like he was playing with the Lions again. It was just, it was extremely ugly. But I mean, Cooper Cup has set records this year. He beat, uh, he set the, the team record for most receptions this year. He beat Isaac Bruce, and they still got a couple games to go. So, I mean, they're, I think they're getting hot, right? They, they hit a cold spell and they're getting hot and coming back. So, uh, it, it could be the Rams and the Titans in the, uh, the Super Bowl. We'll see. I would love to see the Rams and Titans Super Bowl. And Cooper Cup is almost at 2,000 yards receiving. I don't know if anybody knows this. Yes. If that's really been out there and it's pushed. Been very quiet. But, but, man, he is right on the cusp. With two more games left, he ought to hit it easily. He should hit, He mm-hmm. should be over 2,000 yards receiving easily. He is just breaking some records out there, guys. And, and I, he's fun to watch. I mean, he's, and he's just, he just goes to work. He just does his job. He's, in, he's where he's supposed to be every time. And that's what a good, solid player does and I, he's, he's a joy to watch and i'm so glad i got him on my team i really am super talented super hardworking, super smart it's hard to beat in the nfl the other person on my team that really helped me out and has helped me out all year even though he's not played to what i thought he would is josh allen for the buffalo bills the buffalo bills took on the new england patriots this week and they put the patriots away 33 to 21 with allen uh throwing three touchdown passes and for 300, uh, and he also had 314 yards. Look, the Bills overtook the Patriots. I think the Bills are, are going to be formidable in the playoffs. We shall see. The Titans did take care of the Bills earlier this season as well. It's funny. The Titans would take care of the top teams. They beat the Bills. They beat the, they beat, <laughs> they, they beat the Chiefs. But yet when they played the, the Jets or, or, uh, the Texans, they just can't put them away. And it's like, what are you doing? Speaking of the Jets. They beat the Jaguars 26 to 21. That's all we're going to say about that game because nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and the Eagles whipped up on the Giants 34 to 10. The Eagles still have a scenario for them to get in the playoffs. Actually, if the playoffs started today, they would be in. The Buccaneers took care of business against the Panthers 32 to 6. Good old Tom Brady. 18 for 30, 232 yards and one touchdown. He's looking kind of pedestrian, folks, even though the Bucks took care of business. That's not Brady-like numbers. And from what happened to him when they played the Saints, where they got shut out the week before, I really expected Brady to come out with a little bit more than 232 yards and one touchdown. But that's all that was needed of him in order to get the win. Buccaneers are 11-4. and In this game, this was the surprise of the week for me. This one just shocked me, blew my doors off. The Chargers got whipped. Not just beat, they got whipped. By the Texans. And I was really shocked because the Chargers have a lot to lose. The Chargers could have had nine wins with this win had they done that, but they did not. Uh, so that really puts a ding in the Chargers' playoffs hopes. Uh, really shocked by that. Really shocked by that. 
The Bears beat the Seahawks 25 to 24. The Chiefs whipped up on the Steelers 36 to 10. The Chiefs are getting hot at the right time, and it really makes them really scary. The Raiders beat the Broncos 17 to 13 to keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Cowboys absolutely beat the snot out of Washington <laughs> football team. They had 42 points going in at halftime. And the guy I was playing in fantasy football had like four Cowboys on his team. When I saw that score at halftime, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Could he make a comeback? Surely not. No, he can't do that. No. And he didn't. He had too many players for the Cowboys. Couldn't spread that much wealth around. But right. yeah, they beat him 56 to 14. It's crazy. It was absolutely nuts, just that score that uh, that happened. The Dolphins beat the Saints 20-3 to on Monday night. The Dolphins are the next team to to play the Tennessee Titans. The, the Dolphins, I don't know if many of you heard this statistic, but the Dolphins have done something that no other team in the NFL has done in one season. They lost seven games in a row, and they've won seven games in a row in the same season. The Dolphins are 8-7, and seven, playing the Tennessee Titans this week. I do hope that that seven-game win streak comes to a halt this Sunday. Yes. And that is the scores for week 16 of the NFL. Week 17 is looking like it's shaping up to be a really good battle to see who's going to get into the playoffs. And we can go through the playoff scenarios uh, next week because I think it'll be a little bit more defined. We'll have more teams in. One team I can tell you that's already just they're there. looks like they're going to get the first round by is – the Green Bay Packers looks like they're the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC. AFC still kind of up for grass. Most folks are picking that the Chiefs are going to get it, get that first round by, but the Titans could pull that out. So watch it, Robert. We would be remiss if we did not mention one of the greats out of the NFL that passed away this week. Legendary John Madden passed away on Tuesday. And he was 85 years old. John Madden touched, I think, every generation that is alive right now. Any, any, anybody who cares about football, uh, he has touched every generation, whether it be people watched him coach, they watched him on television as he called the games, or they've played his Madden NFL game football game on a video system. You know, my son, he's a teenager. He has no idea who John Madden is other than the game. That's it. Right. Uh, me, I watched him on television as a, as a play, as a uh, announcer and how he would draw with the, the, the telestrator and you're whooping around here and you go, boom, you know, <laughs> I mean that, that was John Madden and, and it was fantastic to hear him. Mm-hmm. You, you knew if, if, if John Madden and Pat Summerall showed up for the game, that game was big. That was the big game of the week. Yeah. And I, I know that you and I are the same age. We, we heard that guy on, on television. Him and Summerall were, were just a hit with the two of them calling these games. And, and then coaching wise, he, you know, his NFL coaching career, he, he was 103 and 32 and seven. He had a winning percentage of 76.3. He coached for 10 years. He has the highest winning percentage of all NFL coaches. Exactly. And he, and when he, he started the highest winning percentage of all NFL coaches. And when he started coaching, he was the youngest at that time. He was the youngest NFL head coach yeah. ever. Yep. So yeah, I mean, he was a Super Bowl champion coach. Uh, his life meant so much to the game. And, and I know it meant to so many other people. So many talk very well of him uh, and, and about what he meant to them. Uh, you're hearing coaches today that are talking about what John Madden meant to them. And uh, so we just say rest in peace, John Madden, 
thank you for what you did for the game of football. Yes, he literally impacted generations. And like you said, your son doesn't even know he is, who he is other than, you know, the video game. But if you make it on Madden, it's a big deal, right? I mean, players are looking at their 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 uh, their player ratings on Madden, you know, that I, you know, how high am I, you know, or whatever. And, and, and that's a big deal to him. It's almost like an accolade to him. But, you know, and he's one of those guys who, you know, somebody who was not an NFL player. Uh, the piece, uh, Susie Colbert did a piece on him that aired, you know, when he passed away. And uh, it was talking about how he was a player in college and got drafted, but was actually, he was injured. So he never got to play in the NFL. Uh-huh. Went straight from being a, a college player to a linebackers coach, you know, and then ended up being a head coach, obviously with the Raiders. Uh, and so many of his players have so many things positive to say about him. He was, they, you know, he was a player's coach. They loved to play for him because he absolutely loved the game and had a passion for the game. And, you know, he was actually induct- inducted twice into the, uh, into the NFL Hall of Fame. He was inducted as an announcer, uh, and as a coach. So he's in there on both. And of course, you and I know him basically because of our age. We don't know him necessarily from from coaching, but we know him from calling games. Right. Right? To me, Thanksgiving Day games is John Madden and all the turkey legs. Oh, yeah. Right? And you they're hear his voice. And, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're turducky. Yeah, he was the one that, you know, he, uh, I saw a special on that this past year where, you know, he brings the guy in, they create this turducken. For, you know, for the Madden game or not the Madden game is the way I see it, but for the Thanksgiving game. And I think that the restaurant owner said the next year he did like 8,000 turduckins. Yeah. And it's something that they had just come up with for that game. And now it's, now it's a thing, you know, and he, he was, he had the, the Yogi Berra sayings for football, right? Well, the team that has the most points wins. Well, yes. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, he was just, and he would say stuff like that, but like I said, the telestrator and, you know, such a, a bigger than life character, but I mean, <laughs> he never flew. He never no. flew. He no. had, he had the Madden bus, you know, cause he was claustrophobic, afraid of flying. So he never flew, had that bus and went everywhere. And when I think about that and I think about where he was from week to week, I think about how much time literally crossing the country that mm-hmm. he spent on that bus yes. during football season. But um, yeah, a man of the ages, huge impact on the game. A uh, huge impact on the NFL for generations, literally generations. So, yeah, rest in peace, John Madden. Yeah. He coached from 1969 to 1978. Uh, when he got out of coaching, he, he started a sports broadcasting career for CBS Sports. He was with CBS Sports from 1979 to 1993. And then he jumped to Fox Sports from 94 to 2001, ABC Sports, 2002 to 2005. That's when he uh, was doing the Monday night games. And uh, he was working alongside uh, Al Michaels during that time from 2005 to two, or 2002 mm-hmm. to 2005. And then in, uh, in 2006, he went over to NBC Sports for the next couple of years until 2008. He just, he just did a fantastic job wherever he went and yes. w- whatever game he called, uh, it, it was, it was, you didn't listen to the radio. You listened to him and mm-hmm. you wanted to hear him call the game. And, and man, we were, we were just blessed to be able to, to hear him. So, so, uh, very thankful that we got to hear him as an announcer and, uh, what he's meant for the game of football. Well, Robert, that's all we've got for today. We're going to jump back in next week with, uh, our college updates and, and where we stand. And, and then we're going to pick who's going to win the national championship. I know you put your neck out there and told who you think is going to be. We'll save that for next week, but I'm going to 
yep. hold mine to see if uh, see if my prediction comes true. I think we're going to get an Alabama Georgia rematch, but we'll see how that we'll see how that works out. So until <laughs> then, uh, you may get a little rant here or there, maybe a little blurb I might throw out there this weekend or not. But uh, until you hear <laughs> back from us next week, thank you guys for listening to the Lying Truth Sports. And if you want to follow us. Please, you can at our socials at Line True Sports. That's on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if you really like what you hear and you like to support the show, you can do that by clicking on the link in the show notes that says support for as little as 99 cents per month. You can support the show. And please do not forget, please, please, please click the five stars wherever you're listening. Please click the five star, the five stars. And share an episode with a friend. Thanks again. This is Lion True Sports, where we tell the truth about sports. And that's no lie.